Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it's that time again. Yep, it's the first Friday of the month. And after the August break, Sunny is returning to the airwaves today. And of course, it's with a fantastic co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. So we'll not only check in up on the highs and the lows of the past month, but they'll offer tips and inspiration for handling the highs and lows of our own journey, wherever it's taking you. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. It is the first Friday of the month, which means you've got me, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by my first Friday co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello. <laughs> yes, and Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKW in Seattle, as well as 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access the show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. And a quick disclaimer for our Petaluma folks, that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteer staff, or underwriters. Um, okay, Alessandra, uh, <laughs> it's been exactly a month since we've been on yes. the air. It's been exactly a month since I've gone live on the air. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so where to Welcome even back. begin? <laughs> hey, Welcome thanks. back. Yeah, you're here. It's amazing. And I can't I believe it's been a month. I've never taken off that long um, before. I don't think in the six plus years that we've done the show. So it's been that long since I've been talking to Benny on the air. It's been that long since the show has been live. So Um, I kind of expected it to be like, oh, this restful break. But I have to say what one of the things that I realized was um, this show, I mean, it's, I don't think there are many things in my life in the past 10 years or so that have brought me more joy than this show, not only just because for some reason I enjoy broadcasting and never knew that before, but um, all the amazing folks I get to meet in terms of interviews. But the other thing I think I really realized was it is such a touch point of my week <laughs> to be able to have, it like provides a bookend to my week, like the weekdays. Um, and without that, it just felt like this like big abyss of yeah. days in a week without this wonderful punctuation on a Friday. Um, and sorry, I won't go on and on about this, but when I was first um, starting the show, there was another day in time available that was considered, I think it was like a Tuesday in the afternoon. And man, I went back and forth. Um, but there was just, you know, we talk about the body compass and when something is in alignment, you know, your heart, your mind, your soul, your body, everything, it just kind of clicks into place and the body relaxes, or there's a feeling of expansion or lightness versus constriction or heaviness. And, the, the thing that was the deciding factor was Fridays at 9am Pacific just was like this body just, ah, yes, that's the spot. Yeah. And it has been, it has been, I love having the show on a Friday. So anyway, all that to say, I'm so happy to be back and to be uh, <laughs> with you and Benny. <laughs> Yay. Oh, welcome back. And isn't that interesting when we get to take some time away and really realize what our 
these, you know, I think about them as kind of anchors in our life, right? These like anchors that I drop into. So really fun to hear that that's the show for you. Yes. Well, it is. It is. There's there, as I said, there are a few things that have brought me so much joy as this show. So anywho, glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> should we check in with Benny or Alessandra? Where do we even want to dive in? Yes. I'm like, I want to hear what's going on with Benny. We of course need our Benny update. And then I need to know what you have been up to <laughs> <You> <laughs> in this last time, right? Well, <laughs> I'm sure are just like, what is, what's happening? especially like that you've had some time away so wanting to catch up so let's check in with Benny yeah Benny yes (laughs) Benny you had some time off too Benny and I actually I mean just to I would love to hear just general updates but I do have a question because it feels like you've taken off a little more time than even you have in the past several years combined in the past month or so. And how did that feel? Like, is it something you want to do more of? <laughs> yeah, well, man, it sure does feel good. And also, thank you very much for grabbing the slot at 9 a.m. on Fridays. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Because I wouldn't be here without you, and you wouldn't be here without me. And that's how it is. So we'll get that done. Thank you very much. All right. Um, no, I actually had a couple days off. I went to Montana for, it was unfortunately for a service for my girlfriend's um, grandmother who passed away. Actually, just at the start of like COVID. And then they were going to do a ceremony and all that. But unfortunately, you know, with things, they locked it all down. So it's been pushed out that far out, um, which is uh, just, she was like, I think six months shy of her 100th birthday, by the way, too. Oh, man. Yeah. So it was a real tough one, but it was good to get away just to enjoy that. It was a great ceremony. And to finally visit and see family. I haven't met my girlfriend's extended family, which is really a beautiful thing. And I went to Montana for a Kalispell, actually. It's so where, Sonny, you were kind of floating around in the same neighborhood, so to speak. Um, yeah, on, we'll be in Kalispell trip. next week, actually. Oh, see? I <laughs> <laughs> told you. I can tell you all the hot spots. Okay, please do. <laughs> so anyways, we had a good time out there. And um, yeah, so it was really an enjoy- uh, an enjoyable time. We did the drive. So uh, we did a half day, one day. And then on coming back, though, that was a long haul. We did a one shot coming back. So, <sighs> But there's the time change, so it really wasn't that bad. But I will say this, though, sitting in a car for that long is a little tough. Yeah. yeah. How long is it? Uh, long it? it was a little over seven and a half, eight hours straight shot with the time change. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yep. we got up early, hit the road and got in just before dinner time here. Yeah. I just did a drive like that um, because I, uh, I drove up to Virginia to mm. see some good friends. And mm-hmm. so that's a 12 hour drive. So I yeah. did an eight hour stint plus yeah. some some extra another day so it's a long drive totally as an adult you can kind (laughs) of handle it in your brain a little bit better but as a child like man i couldn't even imagine but then again you know books and technology can get you right through it right yeah And you, wow, congratulations on meeting the extended family. Yeah, Sounds really cool. like uh, things are pretty official. Yeah, it was a good time. Oh, pretty <laughs> official. I like how you put that. Yes, you just got, I just got called out. So yes, it's very true. <laughs> good times. Oh, God. Well, good to hear, Benny. Yeah. And just, it's so good. I know here I, on the little Zoom, like I can see your face. And Aww. it's very good. So happy to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back yeah. too. Yay. Uh-huh. <laughs> all oh. right so sunny catch us up what has been happening over your month tell us everything 
well, I'd had like this grand plan that we would use those three weeks and be in like the most remote areas, but we are moving so slow, uh, in a really good way. Um, so we're still in Montana. I'm currently in Butte. Um, we'll be heading up into Glacier National Park, uh, later today. We'll be heading in that direction and then Kalispell next week, Kalispell and Whitefish. Um, and then we'll be, I think, we will actually be making it into the Seattle area, mainly in the Sumner Puyallup area to visit Chase's family um, at the, at the end of, of September. So we're getting close. Um, and I think we're from there, we'll go um, south through Oregon and then back to Petaluma where I think we will. Wait, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. So you're going to come through Seattle. (laughs) Are you coming by the station? Oh. oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, Benny. I sweated yeah, that yeah, one yeah. for a minute. I didn't get any updates. <laughs> Just got to glaze Sorry. over a minute. Like, no big deal. <laughs> no, we will. No, we will be. We're just going to hit the family stuff first, and then we'll go into Seattle to see the friends and, of course, the station and all of that good stuff. Um, yes. So, yes, definitely. We got to. We got to. I have to make it to KKNW, Benny. <laughs> all right. Well, you, you get it. Thank you. Got to bring it back. <laughs> oh yeah so um anyway we've just been it's funny we've been on the road since april and um i kind of had in my head that it would probably be i think chase was thinking three months i was always saying i think it'll be closer to six and i think it will be ultimately um and still no hard plans um we've got some work we need to do to the airstream and we need to be planted somewhere near one of the good airstream dealerships to do that stuff and i you know reapplying to divinity school in the fall which it is almost fall it's you know no it's not september 21st just yet but that application which i cannot believe it's almost fall i mean it's fall is coming again i remember last year us talking that fall was coming anyway yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. here we are again and and i think that's part of i think i you know as we are giving our actual you know logistical updates on where we are i think on a more metaphoric level you and i were just a quick text before the show as we kind of become common these days like less preparing and more just a quick hey yes. <laughs> what do you want to mm-hmm. talk about but it's i think i think it is accurate to say you and i are both and um, like the, the metaphoric sticky middle still of certain things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the notes that I've made for today's show, because I did make notes because I have felt very scattered <laughs> in mm-hmm. like the past month since we've talked. And I thought, what would actually encapsulate the experience of not only the past month, but also really just the past several months for both of us? Um, and it just feels like, um, everything that I had related to being still in a sticky middle. So hopefully we'll be able to share some things today that if you out there as a listener are feeling in the sticky middle of something in your life, um, hopefully this will provide, you know, just based on our own anecdotal experience, (laughs) what has helped us. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I do feel, yeah, I do feel like it, it Mm -hmm. feels like the themes I don't know if you experience this, but like I experience that when there's something big, something, a big feeling like this happening for me, it's like, that will be what so many clients or students are talking about in that week. And so I think, okay, we are invited by the divine to be experiencing this so that we can share so that we can, you know, pass on these, these little tidbits and things like that. Right. We're, yeah, we're walking through it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that practically, like logistically, physically, that's where we are. That's where we have been. That's where we're heading. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, and I'm curious, you know, where we left off last month, um, the, I think we were both just in this, like, we, we wanted to take August and just regroup and rest yes. and recharge. And so, um, uh, there were some uncomfortable places that we were both talking about. So I'm curious, you know, from where you sit, um, before I start making meaning out of things, um, <laughs> what bring us up to speed on where you are, um, what's going on for you? Yeah. So I think that, you know, over this last month, it's really been, yeah, it's, it's been that kind of like sticky middle or I talk about it, like kind of wandering down a dark hallway and not knowing where the light switch is, right. That just Mm -hmm. kind of in between. And for me, it's, you know, I've been, um, you've been out adventuring in different locations. I have been, you know, essentially in the, in the same location. I did, I did take a, a trip, um, up North to see a friend, but uh, you know, I've been, I've been around and for me, the sticky middle has been, um, this, you know, kind of navigating some trickiness around romantic relationships and what's going to happen and, you know, what's feeling good and, um, kind of trying to practice patience and surrender and handing over to the divine, um, and a little bit of, um, just new questions about um, kind of career path and where I'm wanting my focus to be. And so I'm having this this time right now of just being in that little bit of like, oh, I wonder how this is going to shake out um, sticky middle kind of piece. And, um, and I think that, you know, when you are living life, uh, you know, um, following the light and surrendering to the divine it's like sometimes we get those answers right away right when we're you know and I'm saying prayers like the divine I need you to take this over right I can't do this by myself please show me the next right action um but change me into one who can be patient and cool and calm (laughs) until you show if there's no next right action to take essentially and so sometimes the divine you know it doesn't operate on our human timeline and schedule and so then you know waiting until the next right action or you know paying attention to science to see what's right like it's just that kind of like "Eh, oh I don't know how else to describe it besides that like <laughs> yeah feeling yeah, yeah I know and I feel in a way um there uh, one of the I guess the the frames in which I look at all this is many moons ago when I first discovered Martha Beck's writing and as I've mentioned so many times on the show you know she was one of my big like top three catalysts and really mm-hmm. turning a light bulb on waking me up in my kind of sleepy old life um, and, and putting words to the discomfort that I was feeling. Um, and so the way that the, the, the distinction in the past that really resonated for me, it was like the light bulb article that really opened the door was about our social self versus our essential self, social self being a part of us that develops in response to the people around us, wants to please our parents, wants to fit in with our peers, wants to do what in our culture is expected um, to make us happy and, and accepted, you know, that kind of a thing, um, versus the essential self, which is really our 
I, I've come to look at it as our human self versus our soul self. Um, and so I was thinking about this. It, it just, it feels again that where um, it's like a true nature versus culture thing. And of course, Martha's latest book that just came out in April, which we spent some time with um, earlier in the year, yeah. um, The Way of Integrity, it really is all about moving away from culture and towards your true nature. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's your true so nature. It's so good. I just yeah. finished that book. Yes. Oh, you it's did? so good. Yes. And then I had finished it on Audible and then I just got my copy in the mail. So, and I just, I would highly recommend it to anybody listening, The Way of Integrity. It's so good. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, but it just, it's very timely in its release in kind of holding my hand through this part of the journey, because I feel like, um, this is one more layer of stepping out of culture and toward the call of the soul or the true nature, um, from a, a, a grander perspective. And, um, that is not, even with all the tools in the world, it's not always comfortable um, to do that. In fact, it most of the time is not comfortable because I still, it's hard not to have a foot in culture um, and still be drawn in in those very human ways. Um, but then at the same time, know that when you really check in, like if you're following your true nature, ah, that's what I, I mean, I think that's been the story of my life for the past 10 plus years since stepping away from that old life. Um, and this is just, it feels like this, this journey, like <laughs> not to take this, I don't want to take it in a different direction, but I was thinking like when we set off on this journey in April and I was, you know, expecting as I always do, I don't, maybe this is just me or maybe everybody does this like grand epiphanies. Like when there's a grand adventure, I expect grand epiphanies. And really <laughs> the main thing that I've gotten on this journey is a puppy <laughs> that is <just> like <laughs> no epiphanies just puppy and but the thing is the puppy has been it's a, an epiphany of its own really you know so anyway I guess my point being like like it, I've I expected to have all of this time to do all this soul searching and journaling mm. and sitting literally on top of mountains having meditative experiences and really it's just been can you stay really, really present and patient with this puppy yes. who is turning your life upside down in the funniest, in the most frustrating, in the most magical of ways all at the same mm. time? Yes. And sometimes that's really all it is, is, okay, Sonny, what are you going to learn that the, the times when I've had the epiphanies are when they just come out of left field almost and I'm not expecting them and they are so pleasantly surprising like these super miraculous or magical moments that happen in a lifetime um but it, when you really are like expecting them to happen and it's this serious thing that's what I'm just like I just get walloped in the most human way <laughs> like the human stuff and I think it's just it's just been a funny it's just been a funny experience um um, of really uh, following true nature and still being in the sticky middle of it all, um, you know, with the added mayhem of a puppy who has gained 15 pounds since we first rescued her, might I add? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she is growing and it's a lot. I mean, and I think about that 
having a puppy because I, you know, got one at the same time that right about maybe Moby had come into your life. Right. So Mm -hmm. it seemed like kind of right about that time. Cause I, I was like thinking, is Moby supposed to be mine? You know, we had that whole conversation. Um, and because my former dog who had passed, um, Clover, I, you know, I often feel her energy around me, you know, we were together for 13 years. And so I had, you know, said a prayer to her and, you, you know, made it really clear, like send, you know, send me the, the next furry baby that I'm intended to have. And then right around that time you said, I found this dog on the road and I thought, oh, yeah, oh no. Right. Um, but so, but it, it ended up being that, you know, movie was supposed to go in one direction and then Oscar came into my life. And I tell you that having a puppy is such a spiritual experience (laughs) in and of itself, you know, just having the patience and having the reminders and watching this being who just got to the planet and is in this wiggly body that, you know, cannot be contained. And so (laughs) I, you know, it's like, I experienced, you know, having a house and trying to do that and the difficulties, I just can't imagine being on the trip that you're doing and, you know, trying to do this. That is a spiritual exercise. It is. And I also just want to point out, um, I, I believe this is for me. I don't know about nobody else has to believe this, but I really do believe that what is most in alignment with our soul is, is not always what our human thinks we need. And the example that I had always used in the past was, was chase coming into my life um, where my human had already had some type of a list as to what the perfect partner would look like for me. Chase came into my life and was everything that I didn't even realize that was like the, the, the key in the lock for my soul. Um, and so the same thing with a dog, um, this is just further evidence to me that when we get out of our own way from the human perspective and just say, you know what, my soul, the divine knows what is truly mine, what is, what will truly be the best fit for me on a soul level, um, and, and allowing that to come and it to be choiceless. Um, and for us, you know, I look at Moby and this, I, we never would have considered, uh, a shepherd. I mean, I had German shepherds growing up, but it wasn't even on our radar screen. Like we had, we wanted to adopt, uh, some type of a Staffordshire terrier, a pit bull, you know, some of those, the breeds that are get, um, maligned so terribly and, and yet they can be such great dogs. So we had this image in our head of what our dog, our next dog would look like. Movi is nothing what we had envisioned. And yet I look at her and I am just captivated when I spend time with her and I'm like, universe, you did it again. I got out of the way (laughs) and this is what you sent. It is perfect in a way that we never knew that we needed. And I just keep thinking like, that's, that is, if I can keep compiling that evidence, it is, that's how it goes in the other areas of our life as well. And, and I feel, um, I, what's the word, um, like the, just further strengthened in, okay, mm-hmm. you can trust that, that it, what is yours and what is going to be the best fit for you on that deep level will be presented if you just keep your eyes open and, and answer those calls. Yes. I love that. I love that. And I just, I just, yeah, I've loved hearing your updates of your journey with her, you know, and 
Um, and I really do believe that like, yeah, we think in our human mind, we've got this idea of what would be best for us. And the, you know, the divine, the universe just has always such a different plan. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it does. I, at least in my experience that the, it, it, it's pretty clear when those situations present themselves, like with Chase, it was, if I followed my heart, which I did, there was no stopping us getting together. And the same with Moby, you know, we had the, you know, we, we, I, I, I had that connection with her. And, and then of course she had this wonderful opportunity to be placed with someone who it seemed like was better circumstances for her. And then when that didn't work out, I'm like, Oh, I don't, I, I don't want to screw things up again. Like I, 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 it was to be with Movi. It was very, very clear. Like the, mm -hmm. the how of it, the logistics of it, all of the human stuff, it was not that <laughs> again, it just made no logical sense for us to be yes. doing this. And yet she is exactly what we needed. And I remember um, um, a dear friend at the time, and I may have mentioned this before, but the, we were talking about it and she said to me, um, you know, Sunny, if, if the universe presents you with uh, a puppy such as Moby or, and it could be, uh, this could be any, anything, if a, a, a significant other appears in your life, if a job appears or if an, an opportunity of some sort appears, if you are given that opportunity on the platter from the universe, you will be supported in the answering of that call. Like you don't mm. need to know, oh my God, how are we going to manage a puppy in an airstream? How are we going to, what are we going to do right. when we get back and we have three animals and we sold our house. So we have to apply as renters at this point, at least, you know, until we know what we're really doing. And we have three animals. Like, don't, don't worry about that stuff. If you have been given this opportunity, you're going to be, the doors will open for the ways for it to work out in your life. Yes. Um, and so I, sorry, go ahead. I love to like the, your example, because like you're, you know, you said something like, um, you know, here, I thought the last, you know, several weeks or so, you know, would be this very spiritual experience and all and what I've gotten is a puppy. Right. <laughs> and so I just think too, that, you know, that the divine is, you know, always working through us in these miraculous ways. And so I think that if you're, you know, if you're looking at your life and you're thinking, sometimes we think, oh, the way to be spiritual is like, oh, if I just had time and I did my writing and I'm in meditation and I get this beautiful sign from the universe and all mm -hmm. of that. It's like, I guess sometimes your spiritual work can come, you know, from, can look like that, but other times it is working, working through a puppy. Or it is yeah. working through, you know, for example, my house got struck by lightning, right? Or it is working through. Oh, you got to um, say more on that, by the way, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, or it is, you know, it's working through these, it could be working through somebody who comes to mow your lawn, right? When yeah. you're really deciding to live life side by side, holding hands, one with the divine, right? That it's, it can just appear in all of these different ways. And so I think sometimes too, you know, when I hear clients or students saying, well, I don't know, I don't feel all that spiritual or I'm not getting, you know, the downloads or I'm not, you know, I need to go to a yoga retreat or something. And I yeah. think, well, the divine is always working in our lives. Like 
look at the look at look at everything in your life look at how it's showing up pay attention right because it's 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 there everywhere yeah yeah i think i often think you know the more human the more divine because the, mm-hmm. there's something that anita more johnny i oh, this might have been in her second book about the myths oh god what was it oh I can't believe I'm blanking on this. I could look it up on my computer, but I'm not going to. But anyway, point being, she talks about how we can't be any more spiritual than we already are. You are a spiritual being that's shown up in a human body. By definition, the experience is spiritual. Everything, the humanity of it is spiritual. I think that was one of the things that always got me kind of angry about some more orthodox interpretations in Christianity is like, oh, you've got the, the sacred and, and, and God and Jesus and all that. And it's, they're, they're untouchable and it's all just pure divinity and God. And then you've got the human, which is the icky, dirty, ugly parts. And all you can do is hope for someday to get, you know, out of a human body and get up to heaven where you'll get to experience it. And I'm like, no, this, I think it is, it's, 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 part human, part divine. It's both. Everything is both sacred and profane, everything that we experience in this. And so just by showing up and getting the puppy or (laughs) whatever it looks like in your life, that is a spiritual experience. You can't get more spiritual. Yes. Yes. It's like Mm -hmm. the divine showing up in the humanness or, you know, I like that Tosha Silver talks like a lot about the mundane right? Yeah. That the, yeah. the divine can show up in the everyday and the mundane, you know, that maybe yeah. we might not think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It, I, um, yeah. The sacred is, is in everything, including the puppies, but yes, <sighs> most definitely oh. the puppies. My yes. Goodness. <laughs> so you mentioned your house getting struck by lightning and, yes. and I just, you know, I, okay. So wait, before I want to frame this up a little bit, because yeah. this is another one of my notes that I made about being in the sticky middle. Um, so uh, our minds as humans are meaning-making machines. You know, we mm-hmm. want to make meaning. You know, you pass a friend on the sidewalk, you wave, they don't. You make it mean that they're mad. When in reality, yes. it could be they just didn't see you. Or we, we are always making things mean something. And so I think instead of allowing meaning to be made by default... Um, and going toward that negativity bias that as humans, our minds create, I think it's up to us to make the meaning that most supports us having a peaceful, joyful, free, expansive, harmonious, effortless experience as much as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. And so um, with that said, I can share a little bit more about why that was meaningful to me in my journey right now, but I want to know, I want you, I would love it if you would share about the house getting struck by lightning and like what the meaning is that you made from that. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. I think that it's interesting. Yeah. The, the meaning making, because it feels like there are, there've just been like several interesting things, um, from the divine that I'm like, huh, that's an interesting thing that happened divine I have no idea what you intended with that so (laughs) let me see what happens here and so on the day that um you know something that I've been working through in you know one of my uh, in a dating relationship is um you know feeling like there have been um 
not really knowing if there have been blocks, just repeated blocks with this person in trying to date this person. Like, you know, the very first time that we had a date, it was the massive heat wave in Seattle and we, all the places were shut down as soon as (laughs) our dinner was delivered. Someone literally came in from off the street and walked up to our table and took food off of our plate, just came in, swiped it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then walked out of the restaurant. And then um, and then it was like block after block, like friends kind of, you know, causing issue or, um, you know, um, people coming up with these, you know, different, just, just like kind of ca- causing drama where there didn't need to be drama. And so I was just watching all of this, right? And then we were supposed to have a talk about defining the relationship. And then that night, my house got struck by lightning and I couldn't, the internet went down and my phone got a little fried from being plugged (laughs) in. So I couldn't reach this person. (laughs) And I literally, oh, I literally couldn't reach this person. It was like every text I would send wouldn't go through. I tried to call on the phone and it was just, it sounded like wild robot times. You know, I couldn't, (laughs) nothing was working. And so anyway, that was a little bit of like that lead up to the, you know, to the lightning where I was like, whoa, is this the part where this all goes together divine? Because this this feels pretty blocked. You know, this feels like I am just climbing the mountain and I don't know why at this point, you know? Um, But yeah, it was really interesting the night that the, um, the house got struck because you know, I was here and there was supposed to be a storm coming in and it, you know, it it came in exactly when they said it would really intense thunder. And, you know, I'm new to the Southern area of the country. I've never lived in the South before. And so Mm -hmm. being in Florida, these kinds of storms, maybe people are familiar with them are, can be really intense. And, um, and so I'm not used to the really, really loud light or thunder and then the really you know the lightning everywhere it's intense and so I'm just trying to calm my nervous system through it right and um I did think to unplug my laptop just in case something happened but I was standing in the hallway and it was as if somebody kind of like threw one of those pop kind of firework things in the house and I could feel I felt a little bit of a buzz um there it all of a sudden smelled like smoke in the house and you know it had blown my router and my box fan I'm addicted to my box fan it traveled with me across the entire country I remember in my hatchback because I sleep with it for noise (laughs) and yeah you remember that box fan I travel with that everywhere that box fan went to Sunny's house to all my friends houses to any Airbnbs I've stayed at so that that um that ended it's poor life that day. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was just a really interesting thing. And I just, um, the, you know, the neighbors were even saying like, Oh, I want, you know, um, I wondered whose house that hit like, Oh, it was yours. Huh? Like I, They were trying to figure it out because they knew it, it had landed somewhere. And so yeah. somebody said, well, you know what this means? And I said, Oh my, mm. you know, I'm thinking, Tell me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Tell me. I've been waiting because I do not know what the divine is doing. Um, and then they just said that you should buy a lottery ticket. You know, you're really lucky. And I thought, oh no. Okay. But I did, I did buy a lottery ticket. I don't, I don't know that I won. 
but anyway, I, I think it's interesting. And I, you know, and I'm, I'm just kind of looking at it from, um, overall, you know, picture lots of different events and things like that. And, and, praying and surrendering and you know um especially within the context of romantic relationship you know i'm asking could you please show me you know signs or next steps or next best actions and then i think it's interesting when i'm getting those answers and then i'm like okay yeah but it, is that what you really meant divine you know maybe i need uh-huh. another sign maybe i need something else so anyway i think that it's like you and I have talked about at one point that maybe sometimes it's hard to make meaning like we just don't have the whole story yet or we don't we can't see it all yet so so it's um I think I've been a little bit on pause in the meaning making because I'm I'm feeling so in the sticky middle and I'm feeling like um in the you know in the offering you know I've also had a really interesting time with one of my family members who, you know, um, is, is not emotionally well. And so, uh, was becoming really harmful, um, over texts. And so I decided to take some time and space away from them. Um, and so, you know, just even asking for that, like, please guide me in the, in the next best step. So I'm kind of in this, you know, in this holding place with, you know, some different people and things and just sort of watching, observing signs yeah. that come in, right? Because we we know that this is a really active practice of like paying attention. Yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned that about the signs because one of the notes that I made was, you know, even when you're in the sticky middle, even mm-hmm. if you can't, if there is no meaning that even can be made, even just a, a hazard of a guess that would support you through it, you know, make you feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. you can always, you can always stay tuned into the signs. And that's the one thing that I think if our senses, and I'm not talking just our physical senses, I'm talking our spidey intuitive senses and all those other senses that I think that we have when we're not in physical body, you can tune in all of those. The messages and the signs are still there that you are supported through the sticky middle. Um, Yeah. And I'll just like, for example, here we are in Butte and we rolled into town and I looked up on the hillside and we arrived. It was, it, I feel like that when I noticed this thing, it was uh, in the evening and it was just this bright white, it looked almost like a Teletubby lit up on the top of this <laughs> mountain peak in the east of Butte. And then the next day when we actually, we, we looked at it and we did a little bit of research and it turns out it is the, it is the Mother Mary. Um, there's a man many moons ago erected a statue of her. Um, and it's one of the fourth tallest statues in the United States, like after the statue of Liberty and a couple other ones. And it is literally the mother Mary and a white is just, it's all white. And so at night it's lit up all white during the day, you can see her in more definition, but it's her, you know, with the arms out and the flowing robes around her. And it just was like one of those little, like, ah, here we land and we are still being watched over. Whether or not you are yeah. identify as Christian or not, I think there is much um, beautiful ascended master energy in 
mother Mary. She's, she's Mm -hmm. a wonderful one to call upon um, uh, no matter where you land on the spiritual spectrum. Um, But anyway, it's just those little things. Like when you stay tuned in, I thought, Oh, what a beautiful thing. Here we get to look up on from this campground and see this beautiful statue up on the mountain. Just another reminder that those messages, those signs that, that is those beings are always there. Um, even when you are in the sticky metal, don't, don't forget to tune into those signs that can yes. help you keep walking the path. Yes. Because something I noticed too, um, you know, even as I've been kind of going through this and, you know, parts have felt kind of heartbreaky and, and things like that in the, in the sticky metal, you know, I've been, you know, the dragonfly is really symbolic for me, mm. right? And so those have been showing up for me in just bizarre places, you know, that, and I just feel like, and one actually even came up, you know, um, to my door and, mm. you know, kind of flew around my head and flew around Oscar, was playing with Oscar a little bit. Oh. And, you know, and so it's, it's just been, they've been showing up, you know, or I, get out and it's like I'm in a parking lot or something or I'm in some kind of struggle and so I've I've definitely been able to see those as like ah you know you're you're here you're letting me know you're supported even though you know what I've also felt too is in the sticky middle that there is there's there's been kind of a a clearing out right like um, yes like a pruning Right. And Uh, I know Tosha Silver talked about this in the, in the forum, right. That the way, I don't know enough about astrology or anything. I only know enough to be dangerous and (laughs) curious, but I know that the ways that the planets are aligned, you know, what she was saying is in this particular week, if it feels like parts of your life are being pruned away, or if you're feeling like you're noticing your friends are all of a sudden not around or a love relationship has come to an end or a job has come to an end. And, you know, and that can definitely bring up that sticky middle feeling. And I don't know about you, but I have just felt that so significantly, you know, recent, recently in the last, you know, week or so where it does feel like, Oh, I, you know, these, these friends who I thought, you know, this would be really nice and work out suddenly they're kind of not around or, mm-hmm. oh, I thought that this relationship was going to work. Okay. seems like that. So it feels like there is this big pruning back and, and that those times can be really painful because it feels like what's happening. Why yes. is this so confusing? Why did this thing come to an end? Or why is why are these people no longer around? But it's actually clearing space for us right now for even more good to come. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. And when Tosha said that, you know, because I I love she's one of my big teachers of my heart, um, uh, particularly these days. And she said that, and I was like, oh yeah, that resonates. And I think this yeah. could even go toward, you know, from a, a, a broader perspective, when you say, you know, it's difficult, sometimes it can be difficult to make the meaning, even if, um, you know, when you are in the middle of it, um, if you're unable to make the meaning of it, one of the things I was also thinking of is, um, if, can you back off even farther than, than making meaning in the human perspective? Like, in other words, um, one of the things that has helped me a lot is I, I won't know until I leave this human body. I don't think, I mean, maybe some people who have near death experiences get like that 
flash of, okay, I have to go back. This is my purpose. This is what I need to fulfill that kind of thing. I mean, short of that, or some type of transcendent experience, I likely will not know what my true purpose was or my soul's work is um, until I get to the other side. That said, I have found it incredibly, not only fun, but helpful to hazard a guess at that. And for me, I really believe that in this lifetime, my deepest soul's work is around self-worth, self-worth coming from the part of me that is divine and just, you know, born magnificent and worthy. I am just by showing up in a human body, but the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The, um, the push pull here for me has always been putting my worth into money or education or external things. Um, and so I believe like this lifetime for me, relationship hasn't been one of those things that comes up a lot for me uh, or health issues, thankfully, haven't not those things. The things that really get me are around self-worth. And I think um, if you can, not you necessarily, just you, Alessandra, but if one can, can just take a guess, like what might be your soul's work in this lifetime? What is the issue or issues that you're working on? And knowing that you're in the sticky middle of a really deep soul growth transformational moment can sometimes help keep you going, or at least in my experience. And so to the point about things being pruned away, like this, this time in my life where you know, divinity school didn't come to fruition last year. We sold our house in Seattle. We put everything in storage. I mean, and, and, and then I look at all the things like there's been a huge pruning of everything external that I have affixed my worth to in the past year, in the past several years, what better way to do what I asked to be shown in this lifetime? Like, please show me how to know my worth just as just, just as a spiritual being, like without anything else, how else am I going to learn that? <laughs> right. Pruned away and learning yes. it. Like, <laughs> so, yes. I don't know. I don't know. The pruning definitely resonates. So if that, I don't know for anyone else out there, if you are in the sticky middle, can you back off? Not just like, not from mouse view to eagle view, but from eagle view to like cosmic soul view, what <laughs> yes. might be going on here? Like what might be yes. one of the things you're working on? And can that give you the inspiration or the, the hope to keep going and just like working it out in the sticky middle of whatever it is? <laughs> yes. I love it. I mean, I really do love it. And I, you know, when I, when I kind of took a step back and I was looking at, you know, what I described earlier, like, oh, these you know, these different friends are saying this, or this relative is saying this, you know, uh, these, these words are coming at me. It kind of felt like this challenge, you know, something that I feel like I'm working out in this lifetime is still believing that I am lovable and worthy mm-hmm. of love. Right. And that I'm okay. Even if, even if people are saying things or projecting onto me or criticizing me, right. That, that I am still, that I am still lovable, right? That I am still worthwhile. And also to, you know, have a voice and be able to, you know, to stand up and and say, you know, no, right? No, you you know, you can say those things about me, but I'm not going to believe that, right? right? I'm not going to take that on. I'm not going to take that negativity on, right? And so I think like I've noticed for my whole life, you know, cause we can look at, 
attachment styles and our parents and early childhood wounds and things like that. And what I can see throughout my life is there's always been this narrative of feeling not good enough right? mm-hmm. and feeling like no matter what I do, it's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sometimes that inner voice can come flaring up. And so then it feels like with all of the spiritual work and all of the surrendering that I've done, you know, especially in the last year with the road trip and the move and the everything, right. It's like, it felt like this most recent, you know, couple of months has really been an exercise in like, do you still believe that you're good enough? Right. Mm. I've stripped all these things away. These people have got these things to say. And even in the midst of all of that and all of the uncertainty or confusion, like, can you still hold on to, I'm good enough just as I am. I'm, you know, I'm lovable just as I am. So that's felt like, you know, one of the big cosmic lessons that I've been working on. And I have to ask you uh, to unpack or to dig a little bit deeper on something that you said earlier, because if you know, or if you suspect that's one of the things you're working on, you took a really big step in, um, drawing a hard boundary with this family member you were referring to, to say like cutting off contact, at least for the time being to, as a way of, of not, not just self-preservation, but just self-care and and Mm self-love, um, that, do you mind speaking a little bit more to that? Because I, I have a feeling there are people out there who have toxic family members mm-hmm. and that is one of the hardest things, particularly when it is someone that you are looking to, to feel love, but you're not getting it. It's so hard to yes. cut that attachment. How, how did you do that? Or what wisdom do you have or advice for folks out there who maybe have a toxic family member and are going through the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know, with this particular family member, I remember my own um, coach therapist person telling, you know, telling me a couple of years ago, well, you do know that you could not have this person in your life. And (laughs) I I felt, I felt like at the time, I just thought, what are you talking about? You know, that's like, that's just not an option. I would never think (laughs) that, you know? And then she said, well, you know, you can also control how much you talk to them or don't. And I was like, oh my, listen to you. (laughs) Making up stuff, right? (laughs) And so she and I laugh about that now because you know fast forward to a few years where it's like I've grown so much in being able to you know know and understand my worth even if this family member is saying negative things about me right and they and they still they still hurt and they still get in but it's it's very much trying to hold that you know that that this particular person is is not well and is not doing their own work themselves and so um i think that it's been you know i've had a conversation with this person to say hey these are the things that you know have felt really hurtful to me and i want a relationship with you you know i i love you i want you in my life and 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 I can't, I can't tell you how to behave because we can't control other adults, but I want you to know that when, when you are saying these kinds of things, that that's what 
you know, creates the distance, right? So there was that conversation and there have been other boundaries that I've had, you know, like sometimes we can voice those boundaries and say, Hey, I'm not answering your call after this particular time. I know you've been drinking or something like that, but I had, you know, some silent boundaries myself for a while with this person and, um, you know, felt like, okay, she doesn't necessarily need to know that I'm not going to you know, call her back at this time of night or something like that. Um, But as the, as the, you know, um, sort of vitriol just kept coming my way, I started to really see it as like, whoa, you know, separate from me having a reaction, this is really harmful. These words are abusive. And I started to really, I've done so much work with my inner child. um, And of, and and doing, you know, imagining that child and imagining someone talk to her, talking to her like this. And at this point, with the ways that I have really sought to remother myself, thinking about, you know, would would I let anyone talk to a child, let alone me, little me, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. baby Alessandra, in mm-hmm. that way? Absolutely not right I would never let if I you know so I just it it became it's become clearer to me so I let this person know you know I won't be texting you back I need some time and Mm -hmm. please don't you know continue to text me and and then they did anyway and so that that was when I finally decided to (laughs) to block them yeah (laughs) on the phone um to to really take care of and nurture myself and so I think if anybody out there is having you know somebody that is causing a great deal of harm to you know for me it took several steps before I could block this person out and I have not done so with you know anger or hatred in my heart, as much mm-hmm. as coming from a place of doing my own work and knowing, um, I, I'm worthy of, of being treated better. You know, I yeah. wouldn't let anyone talk to me like that. And just because we're related doesn't give you permission to be able to be abusive to me. So, right. you know, yeah. Does that, does that kind of answer? I guess there's not a perfect recipe because every situation is different and I'm in the sticky middle with it. So I don't know how this will all shake out, but what I do know is that behavior had become so um, intolerable for me, but also just completely, absolutely not. Okay. I think it's, I think it's a marker of my own self-respect that has grown. Yes. And I just, I think the thing that I take away from this is that you, that you did draw the boundary. You did block ultimately. And that is something that is okay to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's okay to do that. And that's part of drawing boundaries. If you say, Mm -hmm. if you talk to me this way, I will not respond. It's not an ultimatum. It's what you're, that that's your own. You're just letting them know this is the boundary. This is the consequence. And this is what I'm planning to do. Yeah. Not that you need to change, but please know when you do this, I plan to do this. Right. Yes. And you actually, like one of the things I learned about boundaries is you got to enforce when you say you're going to do it and you did it. Um, so let that be an inspiration to anyone else out there who needs to (laughs) at least block a toxic family member temporarily or permanently. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. 
And here we are at the end of the hour. Um, oh, it's been so good to connect uh, with you on the airwaves. And I know, thank you. I love it. <laughs> yes, yeah, big thanks to Benny and to Jeff and Petaluma. And um, you have been listening to Sunny in Seattle. This was first Friday of the month, which means I have been joined by my co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. And yes, and this is Sunny Joy signing off. See you next week, everyone. <laughs>